Hi everybody, and welcome to another IWAFs. We're here today with Kelly Dunbar. Hello there. Ian Dunbar. Why is Kelly always first? Because that's in be the first. contract. Ladies first. Hi there. Hi there everybody. Hi, Up to Kelly. Okay. And me, last but not least, Jamie Dunbar. Jamie Dunbar. Good. So, what are we talking about today, Ian? <laughs> I'm not prepared for this. Oh, homework assignment. Um, we're going to talk about socialization. Um, Which we've talked about many a times. few times before. But it's very topical for me because I have gone back and read literally a couple of hundred of experiments. Um, the original ones I read, oh, way back in the 60s and more recent stuff on the effects of socialization. Can I throw a wrench in the plan right away? Yep. <laughs> I don't want to talk about socialization. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I there's the, there's a, a debate that's kind of floating around these days um, that talks about whether the, whether the word socialization is even the right word. And and so there's two two topics that I see repeatedly in in dog training circles. One is yes, what what is socialization? Truly, and what it, what isn't socialization, and I forgot what the other one was. Are we'll we using the term minute. socialization Correctly. to mean other stuff? Yeah, and then anyway, the other one being how um, yeah how are, are people doing it correctly? Okay. Whether what what are, what do we mean by socialization really, and does it mean what we think it means? And do people understand that? And are what what are they doing in the name of socialization that may or may not be? So, what do you think socialization so, means, Kelly? I don't like the word socialization for what we do with puppies necessarily. I, I prefer the term acclimation and we need another positive word that goes along with that. There isn't really one word that well, necessarily... I like socialization, but I think acclimation is a different... Pro you see, you I would socialize it up like dog this. To, to, to inanimate objects. No, that, that, but socialization is about social behavior. Socializing dogs with people, socializing dogs with dogs. What we're doing with the physical environment, yeah, I think acclimation is a very nice term for it. Introducing the puppy to all the different substrates and, you know, weird stuff out there, but inanimate objects. Um, An environment. It's yes. Just environment. Yeah, very, very to different and nowhere near as urgent either. The time course is, is very, very different. Socialization, to me, it, it, I mean, obviously it's part of it. I just don't think maybe either word is, is entirely correct, or maybe we use both words. What you're trying to do is develop a well-rounded puppy. Maybe uh, chillifying? Chillifying. Chillifying. Really co it's Thank confidence. Dudification? <laughs> it's confidence building It was what it is, and, I, you know, overall, and people tend to think that, you know, socialization is... is dog trainers. It's a bad thing because it pushes puppies beyond their comfort comfort zones and then people think that and then people uh, and then the average person thinks, Well I have socialized my puppy. I force them to meet everybody that and, and force them that, you know, they drag their puppies over and they're socializing. They also think they're socializing their adolescent dog that's nine months old that they just got from a shelter. So it really is, well, this is the point. The, the word, the term is used in all of those different aspects with the, those positive and negative connotations, and it really has become Well, let, let, let's stick down. to, let's forget what we're going to call it. Let's just call it early socialization and talk about the most common occurrence, which is what we should be doing with puppies and why. And um, and then, what happens if we don't do it? And, and that's where, literally, I've been gobsmacked reading the, the latest experiments on this stuff. 
Basically, lack of socialization prior to 12 weeks causes physical brain damage. I mean, in a nutshell, that's it. It's well, that unbelievable. Makes sense. Because lack oh, yes. of socialization implies that they're not even getting enough interaction with their own species, let alone mm -hmm. other species but they you, have to get along with. You know, you say it like, oh, that makes sense, but I think without quite grasping the wonderment that I have about this, that within three seconds of a dog greeting a baby or another dog, the brain changes within three seconds. The little dendrites, they move. It's not In like... puppies, in tiny puppies. Yeah, well, not no, in... adult animals too, but the process is slower. And, and what we miss in puppyhood, if we don't socialize in puppyhood, the damage is permanent. You can, yes, we can rehabilitate. Same process that just now takes, oh, a hundred times as long. Or, yeah. But with early animals, if the cells in the brain aren't stimulated, they shrink and disappear. And the cells move when yeah, they the, leave the another? Yeah, so we think of... How see, do we know that? We, How can we see that? Because it's been observed. Observed, oh, okay. you know. And, and, and the whole thing is, people think of, you know, brain anatomy as being set in stone and they don't realize it's changing every week, every day, every hour, every minute. Your entire life. Yeah, and so what happens is, so if you like, imagine a cell, big, you know, like a potato, it has one long axon that comes out. This is where, when it fires, the signal will be delivered. Many, many dendrites coming in, and it's the dendritic spines which are wiggling like a little elephant's trunk. Then they plug into another cell. Wow. And that's what happens when they plug when in. Is that permanent? A connection is there. Not necessarily. It can be broken with right. lack of use. Wither and die. I mean, like a, a, a wonderful study I, I read was uh, young kittens, actually done by a friend of mine, Young kittens were raised in a, this study. in a room with only vertical, broad vertical lines. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after six weeks, they put the little kitten on a table and he walked to the edge and dropped off. He can't perceive mm -hmm. a horizontal line. Well, so I appreciate they, they the checked. scientific benefit of this study. How sad. They're all kittens that couldn't kittens avoid in a vertical world. Yes, but what it should have done is taught us how to raise cats and dogs and children properly so this stuff doesn't happen later in life. Mm -hmm. Because the effects of insufficient socialization will not show up until it's too late to do anything about or it. insufficient exposure to horizontal lines. Yeah, so well back to the, I mean... Which we would call acclimation. You're, you're, you're laughing at it, but here's the thing. Sorry, sorry. They then checked out the, these little kittens who couldn't see horizontal lines, and the retina fires, mm -hmm. so the retina's fine, signal goes down the optic nerve, mm -hmm. that's fine, but in the brain, there's no cells left to perceive. Mm -hmm. There's no so basically, yeah, for it. If they you do don't, wither, you don't use it, they you do lose wither. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. if, you don't, if you don't use it, you lose it. And also, this happens in early development as, a, as an adaptive feature. I think that's what people don't realize about yes. with baby animals, and humans, all the way to horses, and, and the difference in the amount of time that you have as a socialization window for, you know, mm -hmm. it's, like 48 hours, it's yeah. so different in, you know, in prey animals, it's very, very short in humans who are mm -hmm. extended, uh, lifestyle. Yeah, well, or yes. extended, you know, childhood and adolescence, it's, it's 72 long. years are, of males are, are constantly extending yes, adolescence. It's, it's <laughs> very long and, and dogs, you know, it, it's quite short, but uh, only about 12 weeks or so. And that's the time when they're open. Mm -hmm. To accepting things because everything new is in the world. Everything in the world is new. They're relatively protected by their parents. Are surrounded by like animals in their litter, right? And mm -hmm. so they're meant to absorb these things very quickly. And of course, it makes sense that 
in all of the, all the different species that as they become older they become more suspicious of things that are different or even unable to tolerate things that are different. Very, very adaptive trait. And that, that's socialization, you see, is about two things. It's not just getting animals used to other animals, it's getting them to fear other animals. So the process that happens in most animals, I mean mammals, birds, what have you, is for the very, right after they're born, they will approach anything and every, everyone, every oh, yeah. animal. Yeah. And why? Because they're only around, like if they're in a den, they're only going to meet the little mates and This is where you see the videos, like from Africa, where there's the little um, water buffalo or whatever it is, buck that approaches the, the cheetah, the, the lion that's hunting it. Uh -huh. Yes. And goes, walks right up to it. His mom must be gone or something. And there's, it's a very sad video, actually. This yes. baby is just trying to connect. It doesn't pan out so well, does it? And, well, the, the lion is actually quite shocked and doesn't oh, know what to do with the baby walking this. up to it <laughs> yeah. and rubbing against it. And, you know, <laughs> and the lion's like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I'm not sure what's going on I here. I bet it's it figures sad. it out eventually, though. It takes, it's like, actually goes on for several minutes. It has a bad ending. I'm sure it does. I don't want to hear right, it. It actually goes on for several minutes and the lion is flabbergasted and the little buck is just kind of, you know, really trying to make friends here and, you know, get in with the, yeah. the adult animal. Another lion comes in and um, the and first lion, then, you know, everyone thinks, oh, it's protecting the baby from this other, because the other lion's stalking, coming in like, oh, I take that thing. It's right in front I, don't, of I don't want to continue. Yeah, Let's okay. get back to right. our puppies. Very I want to make two very important points about fear. It's a good video. One is, thank you, Kelly, socialization um, is not just getting the puppy used to those animals or types of animals he'll see in adulthood. So he's universally approaching. Then a tendency to avoid, to become fearful, starts coming in at about eight weeks, Which increasing completely dramatically. Completely adaptive and normal. Absolutely. And important if they were living in any um, kind of outdoor, yep. not even the wild situation. And this is where they now learn life. to stay away from other animals. So of course, what we have to do dangerous. with puppies is to introduce them to the animals we want to get on with as adults be prior to eight weeks, i.e. people, 100 people at home, etc., uh, etc. Et mm -hmm. The other thing about fear, and this kind of fascinated me, I, did, I didn't know this until recently reading all these studies, if you handle a very young puppy, neonatally, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, it's not without stress. You get an increase in corticosteroids, okay? And this is really important because a lot of people say, oh, you handle them too much, it's stressful. Yes, it is stressful, but what they found in studies is if you take two groups of animals, handled when young, and experience the stress, and then hand not handled when young, then you stress them as adults. Mm -hmm. The ones that are handled when young don't get the rise in corticosteroids. And they get the yeah. bounce back, I imagine, yeah. too. They and know so, how to deal with stress. Yeah, the theory is that the, the acclimation, the acclimation, the handling, the causing the slight stresses early on is right. like setting the hormone It's an inoculation for stress. It is, so that you won't mm -hmm. over-respond yeah. to stress right. later in life. Right. And so... Um, if you grow up in a bubble, you'll be shocked and horrified by everything. And so many puppies grow up in bubbles now. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and because, you see, this is, I, I asked myself the question the last three years, why aren't we socializing dogs? And I think because no one realizes we have a problem. Because the breeders are eight weeks, the dog looks sociable. And especially the to them, where they're the acclimated and they're used yeah. to... And, and, go ahead. 
No. I'm saying the owner and vet that eight weeks and no. 12 weeks, the puppy's totally sociable. It won't crop up until about five months. Well, for two reasons. One is the developmental difference when the fear starts to come in, but also because obviously it is at least comfortable with those few things. Yeah, the, can, the two reasons. It can have a different reaction to somebody new coming in. As soon as you take a puppy home, you have these problems. You know, I was livid when I took the last puppy home with me that I did because the breeder didn't, you know, lived in the, on a farm in the middle of nowhere. These dogs were not used to anybody or anything. Mm -hmm. They were panicked and stressed. Who was this? The poodles. Oh, the poodles. And you know, and it was, and it, and the dogs had never slept alone. They weren't acclimated mm -hmm. to any kind of alone time, and all that has to happen. I mean, just like the kittens have to see horizontal and vertical lines, these puppies have to see crates and and cars mm -hmm. and different right. homes, you know, different yeah. rooms. So I think this is really big. I want everyone to understand this, that, yeah, the puppy looks fine at eight weeks, fine at 12 weeks, but the problems will start to develop at five, six, seven, eight months. That They are the problems that come from insufficient socialization prior to three months. And the bigger this is why You'll see fear oh, before Oh, that, huge. Yeah. the bigger problem. And that's why it's a sleeper and why it goes on. People don't see the problem. The breeder has no idea that there's something wrong with this puppy now. No, they, they think they've done a good job. I yeah. mean, this, the poodle breeder was doing what she thought was a great job, but she had not taken the, them anywhere or really done anything with them. But um, You sure you did. Know, they thought that they were doing well, and in, in yeah. reality, they really were not set up for success for mm -hmm. the life that they were going yeah. to be sent right. to. Just they were pretty well prepared for life at home on that farm with that family. And riding in yeah. wheelbarrows, and you know, yeah. she right. never even put them in the car, certainly never in a crate. So this is, I think, it's the biggest sleeper problem out there, which has the biggest effect on quality of life for dogs and their owners. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be a dog that you can walk and can meet people on the streets. It's not going to be a dog where you can even invite people to your home without putting the dog away. It is such a crying shame, especially when you think how easy it is to prevent. Mm -hmm. So we have to ask ourselves, well, how are we going to change it? Because it ain't right, you know. I mean, it's got to happen with breeders. I'm getting duped. But it's got to be smart breeders who understand the science of it. I suppose. I mean, they you know they pride themselves on understanding the you know the genetics and the health side of it. But the brain is you know their biggest the biggest tool. It's the biggest piece of biggest the dog that makes the makes the difference. Yeah. And so breeders need to be on board. But also, perhaps, you know, if, if you look at it from a consumer standpoint, which I guess you must to a certain degree, if people who are interested in, in obtaining a puppy know what to ask and what to look for, and say, just say no to the ones that don't meet the criteria, perhaps that, that would make a change. However, people see a cute puppy, and they don't see the problems, and mm -hmm. it's very hard to get people to, yeah. to, to say no to a cute, fuzzy puppy in front right. of them, especially and when that puppy on the farm is crawling right in your lap because they're used to having a few visitors or whatever right. it may be. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's, a funny, it's a funny problem. And we're not very well suited to dealing with abstract future problems. No, and I, th I think maybe you know, we, we have to present cases of adult dogs that um, someone who has the dog at six months to a year now and it can't be around anyone. Whereas as a puppy it looked okay. And, and they're crying. That's when you wish you could just turn the clock back. And people will people be with you then and say, well, can we change this? Can we treat it? Say, so, yeah, we can turn the clock back. We could. When did the, the real push for 
not letting your puppy out before their vaccination routine was completely finished start because my guess is it's not that old because no it probably came with parvo that you know um so we're talking what 40 years yeah 40 years ago i mean i'm and guessing then, on that number yeah. but i'm thinking and and we haven't thought that, that people, out you see i mean that that is a well it's already yeah it, it's crazy because you can safely socialize puppies to people in the breeding kennel and at home. Just make sure outdoor shoes remain outside so you don't track in infected poop or infected which, feces. Which, by the way, no one does at home anyway. All these people no. that are so worried about going to a puppy class walk every single day. They walk day, the streets and, and bring And then they just it, yeah. bring their shoes in and, and very few people bother to take off their yeah. shoes or bleach their shoes. You're, I mean, you're walking outside, especially if you live in an urban environment or ever go to a park or ride public transportation, I mean, your shoes are covered in things, and all these people that think they're doing such a good thing by not going to puppy class, keeping their puppies safe, aren't are doing any precautions. I, I think this would be the subject of a whole IWAFs here, this the whole a... notion of, right. um, you know, the parvovirus versus socialization, which is what it's become, and, then, yeah, it's and there's no need for that. No, there so. is no need for that. Well, it's a very important topic, and it's one that seems to be inexhaustive. Well, let's give it a whole iwoof, then. This is a whole iwoof. No, we were talking about no, now, now, now we're at the end of an iwoof. We've gone way over time. Oh, Look and, at it. and socialization. So socialization and, and acclimation. Yes. What's our term? Or do we have a double term? Acclimation. So socialization with animals or we're living not, We're not going with chillification. Chillification. I... I Chillification's okay. Chillification <laughs> Everybody wants their the dog to be chill. Environment, uh -huh. the inanimate environment. Yeah, which is, you know, well, lots of You can of be chill and fun, I like bouncing. confidence building. Yeah. I like confidence yeah. building because if you're confident, with, okay. it can be with people or with your environment, right? Mm -hmm. You know? And, uh, I don't know, we'll see. Anyway, food for thought. I guess there'll be more on this. Alright, well, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.